Welcome to Haven Today at Christmas time. He was a legendary German astronomer, Johannes Kepler, first suggesting that the star of Bethlehem in the story of the Magi, wise men who came to find baby Jesus, was a rare triple conjunction of Jupiter, Saturn, and Venus. Later this month, not long before Christmas, Jupiter and Saturn will conjoin again, the greatest conjunction in 800 years. It's been described by astronomers as a Christmas star. If you reside on planet Earth and your sky is clear, you'll be able to see this amazing sight. The best time on December 21st, 45 minutes past sundown. Just look to the southwest on the horizon. I'll be watching if there are no clouds. I hope you'll watch with me wherever you are. The hope of Christmas seen in the night sky. The heavens proclaim his glory. True, the star speaks of our hope. We can't find it here. Our only hope in life or in death is Jesus Christ. I'm Charles Morris, and we're in a series this week called When the Time Had Fully Come. At Christmas time, we sing carols filled with hope, songs that point us to Jesus, carols like Joy to the World. But there are also songs that are ingrained in our collective Christmas memories, like Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Next year all our troubles will be out of sight. Ah, the robust voice of Judy Garland singing a Christmas song that's been covered by so many since she first sang it back in 1944 in her film Meet Me in St. Louis. In some ways, it's a prayer, especially for the year it came out, as the world was at war for a second time, troubles were near, and the hope for Christmas, those troubles, would be miles away. Times today are not as bad as they were in World War II, but we're all facing hardships, we're all a bit anxious, While some fear that our governments have overreacted or overreached with their powers, others have lost friends and family to the coronavirus. We're going to talk with a Haven team member in just a moment who will share with us about two close friends who died because of the virus. But Kathy Dane has hope, hope in Jesus, and so did her friends. And she's going to share that hope with us after our first song. We'll also turn to Galatians 4 passage of scripture that's full of hope. It reminds us that God promised to send a redeemer, and at the right time, Jesus came. He offers hope today, and hope based on a promise that he's coming back again. So stay with me. Let's have a merry little Christmas together, singing songs of faith and hope, looking to Jesus, who shines light into our hearts. After the program, I want to send you a book that's full of hope and light called The Laugh and Grow Bible for Kids, The Gospel in 52 Five-Minute Bible Stories. It was written by the creator of Veggie Tales, Phil Vischer. And not too long ago, I asked Phil to explain why he chose 52 stories from God's Word. 
The reason we did 52 stories is the easiest way to use it is just one a week. Just whether it's Sunday afternoon after church or Sunday evening or the way you start Monday morning, just sit down with your kids and together you get one Bible story, you get some great discussion questions, and then just a little lesson about the theme and how this fits into the big picture. We've had people go through the whole thing, you know, in a month and a half just because they started and they couldn't stop. And that's great too. We've also had parents write in to say, we did the first story tonight when we got it with our kids and the next morning we found our kids reading it by themselves going further. So if you can do that, that's awesome too. You know, the more we get our kids into the Bible, the better. Um, But the easiest way to do it is just say, hey, it's Sunday afternoon, it's Monday morning, let's take the next story and learn it together. Phil Vischer, talking about his Laugh and Grow Bible that would make a perfect Christmas gift to your family or a family you know and love. Call us after the program. Make your gift to Haven today, and we'll send you the Laugh and Grow Bible right away. Our phone number is 800 654 2836-800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website. Take a long look at some of the sample pages from the Bible. And then make your gift there at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And yes, we still have Handel's Messiah, a double CD for your gift as well. Recorded in a small church in England to help you hear the lyrics that come straight from the Bible. I want you to enjoy this masterpiece this Christmas season. Ask about it when you call or listen to samples online. And now let's get started with the program. Here's a Christmas carol you know, and we all like to sing, sung for us today by Faith Hill. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. of his love and wonders, wonders of his love. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive our King. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. Heaven and nature sing and A truly thrilling rendition of an all-time favorite carol. The words from Isaac Watts, dating back to the 18th century. 
and powerfully sung for us today by Faith Hill. When the time had fully come, that's what this program series is this week here on Haven Today. And we're going to go now to somebody I don't get to be with all the time, especially because of COVID. It's been many months. The editor of our Anchor Devotional Guide, Kathy Dane. She's a pastor's wife. She's a former school teacher before she started raising two beautiful children. And for many years now, she's been the editor of Anchor. Kathy, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. How are you doing, Charles? I am doing great, better since I get to talk to you. Well, you have personally been hit hard in many ways this year by COVID, haven't you? Right. We have, even right now, some very close friends who have COVID. Um, one who this morning let me know is is having a, a big struggle with it. It's not an easy case, as some people have um, called theirs. We've lost two close friends, one a childhood friend of Kevin's from um, from back home in Wisconsin, and another a friend close by both people my same age who've passed away. So we, we have not taken this lightly at all. And um, we see that while there are so many frustrations surrounding the situation, while, while we're aware of the inconsistencies and the strain of the regulations, it really has been a sobering time. And Kevin and I were talking this morning as we took the dog out for a walk, that there are still some of the Lord's mercies wrapped up in all of this. We've, called, we've been calling it kind of a companionship of joy and sorrow. Mm. And mm. if ever there was the companionship of joy and sorrow, I think it was at the Christmas story. So much tre- tremendous joy, but great heartache that surrounded that story from the beginning of it and uh, until we you know know of Herod sweeping in and devastating the town with with his orders so how have we seen that here in covid you know we've had to pare down a lot simplify cut things out that aren't necessary make life less complicated we've had to sit still a lot more and I think for a while, people were sort of enchanted with all of that. They thought it was kind of mm. neat, sort of nostalgic, mm. and fun to be at home, see families more, and so on. That doesn't seem to be the tenor of it all right now. <laughs> Folks are much more frustrated and uh, impatient about it. But, but we still have seen that God's people can be effective through these times. We can be fruitful even while we're while we're here at home, and um, you know, Christmas is upon us. We had to cancel our our Christmas outreach for our neighborhood that we've had for so many years, but we're actually figuring out another way that we could probably still reach out to our neighbors. And um, we've been seeking, especially to you know, just let our hearts be available to our friends who've lost their loved ones and and to help other people realize that covid is is real that hmm. it, it actually is not a made up you know conspiracy we we've, we've seen it firsthand we we have a friend who's a nurse who had covid for a while she's back on again working in the oncology unit where she works which has been overwhelming at times that's for sure mm. Mm. Kathy 
I think it would be good if we just pray for the Christ of Christmas to fill us right now at this most unusual Christmas. Would you mind praying with us right now? Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, we really put ourselves right at the throne of the cross and at the foot of the stable in the manger as Christmas is close. And we ask, Lord, that you would draw near to us in an especially difficult time. Friends and family members we've known who've been devastated, maybe financially through COVID or sometimes physically, even through a death in their, in their family. They know how, how important it is to have a strong rock to hold on to. We know that that's you, Lord. We thank you for coming down, for coming near, for being our Emmanuel, God with us. Help us to understand that so that it comforts us in sorrow and so that it heartens us to be an encouragement to those we're near. And Lord, just bring the, the joy of Christmas in its real form into our hearts. We thank you for all of these things and for this good time together. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Kathy Dane, editor of the Anchor Daily Devotion, thank you very much for joining me here on Haven today. Thanks, Charles. This is Haven Today in a program called When the Time Had Fully Come. If you're like me, this Christmas season is another reminder that we're stuck waiting. I admit, I'm getting a little tired of waiting. Waiting for COVID-19 to stop spreading. Waiting for some bit of normalcy to return. Waiting for next year, when our holidays can safely be with ones we love. Sometimes the best way to remind ourselves that God is faithful is to hear stories from across the world to step out of our own circumstances and hear about someone else's. Sami Hussein was a devout Muslim and the father of eight children. Living in a camp for displaced persons near Erbil in Iraq, a place in Kurdistan that I've visited before more than once, Sami contracted COVID-19 when the virus arrived in his region. It hit him hard. For a month, Sami suffered in isolation, living and sleeping in a bag outside his family's tent, enduring hot days but cold desert nights, waiting for the virus to pass or simply to die. But in his waiting, he got more than he bargained for. A Christian ministry had visited the camp. Workers were bringing food, medicine, and Christian materials to Sammy and his family. Slowly but surely, he came to see Jesus, not just as a good prophet, but a Savior and King. And salvation came to his entire house. We don't know what amazing things God might be doing while we wait, but we know that he is faithful. And the greatest evidence of this is Jesus himself. The Israelites had gotten used to waiting for the coming Messiah. Many had given up. And that's why we've called our series this week, When the Time Had Fully Come, a phrase penned by the Apostle Paul in Galatians 4. When the time was just right, Paul went on to say, God sent his son, born of a woman. God's timing is perfect. Our waiting is never in vain. In fact, waiting has been the call of God for his people since the very beginning. 
Adam and Eve were told not to eat from the tree of knowledge. They were supposed to wait. When they grew impatient and listened instead to the serpent, God did something unexpected. There would still be waiting, but for something much better. Born of a woman, not a throwaway line, Paul is talking about the hope of the ages, the great promise of God, the original promise. It's found in Genesis 3.15. God had pronounced judgment upon Adam and Eve, as well as the serpent. In the darkness of that moment, a bright ray of light shined, the first announcement of the coming one. The Lord speaks to the serpent. Remember what he told him? I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. God put a new hope in place. The people of God needed to be on the lookout for the offspring of the woman, a champion who would come to fight and defeat the offspring of the serpent. That blessed hope burned in the hearts of God's people for generations. But what did they seem to end up with? Barrenness. The early books of the Bible are so filled with stories of barren women, it can be hard to keep them straight. Sarah had lost hope that she would have children. She was well beyond her childbearing years, and the Lord had given her no children. Isaac married Rebekah, and she was barren. Jacob married Rachel, and she was barren. The trend continued into the book of Judges with Manoah, whose wife couldn't have children. First Samuel opens with the story of Hannah, a woman devoted to the Lord. But the story was the same. The Lord had closed her womb. During Christmas, so much attention on the most important birth in history can lead us to forget that there are countless women still suffering today, unable to have children. If that's you or someone you love, remember the godly women of Scripture. So many suffered and waited, and their waiting was all the more baffling because God's promise hinged on the birth of a child. In every case, the timing just wasn't right. Abraham took matters into his own hands. He tried to fulfill God's promise himself by having a child with his servant, Hagar. And don't we all try to do that? We like the promise. We don't like the waiting. The Lord, who upholds the universe, was doing something better for Abraham and the others who came after him, and that is still true for us today. He's the same God. He's no less in control now than he was then. The hardship could be childlessness, or even rebellious children, or family conflict, or joblessness, or illness, or any number of problems we're facing in an already challenging year. Wait on the Lord. It's not in vain. Far from it. Waiting is the sacred calling of every follower of Christ. The barren women of Scripture each saw a turnaround. God was indeed fulfilling his promise to bring a seed from the woman, but not all at once. With God's help, these women gave birth to Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Benjamin, Samuel, and Samson. And with each miraculous birth... God was giving us a glimpse of what the Messiah would be like. But none of these men were perfect. Their biggest downfall? They couldn't crush the head of the serpent. They couldn't get rid of our sin. And then, when the time had fully come, God sent his own son, born of a woman. This baby was different than the rest. A true human, born of his mother, 
but also true God, powerful enough to defeat sin. The champion we've needed since that terrible day back in the Garden of Eden. You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Christ went to battle for us. He took on our greatest enemies for us, sin and death, even the devil. And there at the cross, he delivered that decisive blow. By taking our sins upon himself, he crushed the head of the serpent. What was the role of God's people during all of this? Waiting, not trying to fit God's promises into their own timing, but resting in the promise and in humility, waiting on the Lord this Christmas. How are you trying to fulfill God's promises on your own terms? That brought Abraham only pain and turmoil, and it will for you too. What we need to hear today is that God's timing is perfect. He doesn't delay needlessly. Instead, the Lord uses our waiting to make us holy, to purify us from our sinful tendencies, and to teach us to trust in Christ more deeply. Today, this day, even now, you can ask the Holy Spirit to give you the patience you lack. When life tempts you to take matters into your own hands, remember, God sent his Son only when the time had fully come. But at just the right time, when we were still powerless, his Son died for the ungodly. He has fully paid for all your sins with his precious blood, and he has set you free from all the power of the devil. It's in his hands from promise to fulfillment. So rest in God's promises. Wait on the Lord. The Lord God said when time was full, He would shine His light in the darkness. He said a virgin would conceive and give birth to the promise. For a thousand years the dreamers dreamt and hoped to see His love. But the promise showed their wildest dreams Had simply not been wild enough The promise showed their wildest dreams Had simply not been wild enough The promise was love and the promise was life The promise meant light to the world Living proof that Yahweh saves For the name of the promise was Jesus Time was full and the ancient pledge was honored. So God the Son, the incarnate one, his final word, his own son, was born in Bethlehem, but came into our hearts to live. What more could God have given? Tell me what more did he have to give? What more could God have given? The promise was love and the promise was life The promise meant light to the world Living proof that Yahweh saves For the name of the promise was Jesus The promise was love and the promise was life The promise meant light to the world Living proof that Yahweh saves For the name of the promise was Jesus Yahweh saves for the name of the promise.
promise was Jesus. A classic praise song by Michael Cart and The Promise. Here on Haven Today in a program called When the Time Had Fully Come. Promises made, promises received. When we look at the Bible, we see God's plan of redemption rolled out for us from Genesis to Revelation. A promise made to Adam and Eve, another one made to Abraham, and to Moses, and David, and Isaiah. Promises made, and when the time had fully come, a promise received. Christ was born. And when you read Phil Vischer's new Laugh and Grow Bible, you'll see that all 52 of his stories give you a bird's-eye view of God's rescue plan. You can read it weekly as a devotion time with a family. But some children may just want to read it daily, adults as well. No matter how you read the Laugh and Grow Bible, it'll help all of us better understand God's Word and His love for them. Call us right now and make your Christmas gift to Haven today. But ask for Phil Vischer's Laugh and Grow Bible. The number to call is 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or on our website, take a look at some of the sample pages from this new Bible and make your gift there at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. I think this will make a wonderful Christmas present for children, for adults, maybe your family, or maybe families in your life. And don't forget, we still have the double CD of Handel's Messiah. You need to hear this masterpiece this Christmas season, all of it, with words straight from the Bible, telling the story of Jesus from beginning to end in a most stirring way. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Come back again tomorrow, when again we'll share together Christmas time and the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God, this is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. When Christ was born, the angels came singing for all the world to hear. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And not surprisingly, today we greet the birth of Jesus with singing as well. In malls and grocery stores, even on secular radio, people will hear the gospel through Christmas carols like this one. Truly, he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. The message of Christmas is clear. The King of Kings is born. His light pierces the darkness. He has come to set us free. Let's pray that the familiarity and sentimentality of Christmas won't obscure its message of hope in Christ. For more daily encouragement, visit GetAnchor.com.